you're listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. For real this time? For real this time, yes, for real this time. Welcome back. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris and I commit a false start penalty. You did. You did. You had a false start. And I was almost in the neutral zone. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am Tom and Chris. Sorry. So we got we to gotta share. We had a practice, not, not even really a practice yep. run at this intro. No. Mm, but nope. Chris, instead of doing the switch scenes button yep. in OBS to switch. Yep. Um, intro to. That, yeah. yeah. Intro to this. Intro into our normal, yep. like, regularly scheduled content. Right. Um, click stop, stop and <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. Like we just, if you just let me go and just like, <laughs> I do the whole, we do the whole intro and I start talking and then you're just like, yeah, by the way, the last five minutes we haven't had it. <laughs> so, uh, you might just reach through the mind or just strangle me for that. <laughs> there was, no, that would be funny. That would be funny. The one, <laughs> there was the one time where we got through the whole interview with Tim the, the, oh, yeah. No, the old, that, that's the ultimate frisbee. frisbee. I can't think. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I cannot think of the word. Disc golf. Disc golf, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, disc golf. Um, the disc golf interview with Tim, yeah. like an hour. Yeah. And then you, you texted me later that night. Um, it didn't record. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what that that was a weird one where like we didn't. I wasn't even upset with you. I was just like, ah, oh, crap. I yeah. know he's busy. He's got yeah. three kids, four yeah. kids now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's hard like, to get a hold of him. Like, all right, well, what happened here? Like, oh my gosh, it didn't record. Shoot me in the face with a bazooka. I don't know what happened, but it didn't record. Hit you in the face with a disc. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> disc, disc slap you yeah. so um anyway we didn't have to worry about having yeah. to disc slap you tonight no. so i have to be very careful how i say that yeah please um, do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. please do we're trying to keep this a clean show try it try it but you have me so uh you know <laughs> you work with what we've got right yep um anyway we have, shocker, another football episode, so we just probably lost all two of our viewers. <laughs> but anyway, um, we've got a wrap, uh, uh, I guess, wrap-up of the NFL Conference Championship round. Yeah. Um, we're not quite going to do a Super Bowl preview yeah, yet. That will come next week, the week uh, leading up to yeah. the Super Bowl, so if you want to come back for that please do. But then we're also going to have a UFL United football league, formerly the XFL and the USFL. The UFL just, it doesn't sound right, but it's my future employer. So Um, no, uh, but we will talk about that because a lot has happened over the last month. um, And we got a lot to share there, but before we get too far into that, speaking of the UFL, which is our second topic, but we're going to talk about it first. We're going to talk about one part of it first is, we have something going on on our Facebook page. There is a uh, pinned post, a featured post on our page that I will be sharing again this week. And that was shared a couple of times by other people throughout the last couple of weeks. That if that post, and we're going to count posts on the shared, like <laughs> on the shared posts yeah. themselves. Um, so adjacent post. Mm-hmm. That post, if we get 421 likes on it, mm-hmm. I will try out as a kicker yeah. in the ufl there we go 
And 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 uh, Walt, uh, Mrs. Waldeck had a, a great question on Facebook. Is when does it end? the tryout? When when does it end? Okay, the tryouts are typically in the summer. Yeah, June, roughly July, June, July. So they haven't uh, announced official dates yet. Obviously, they're still working out details for the actual this league is- dates. Spring, so that's like you know, yeah. But open tryouts yeah. mm-hmm. are in the spring. So, first of all, we got to get the likes. Yep. Second of all, there is a like within reason thing yep. that like I will say no to is like if the closest one is like down in Texas where most of the team yep. and yep. bases yep. like that's probably not gonna happen. I'm not gonna fly down to te- unless we get like get, get donations to pay my flight. No, it's not gonna happen. Um, but if it's in like Chicago, yeah. sure. There, there might be one but in Saint, there might be one in St. Louis, but that or if there's the, one in St. Louis, yeah. 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 What you know what? Sure. sure. <laughs> we'll we'll make that happen. But there is a travel limit as well. Gotcha. Be, because of time and Dollar race. Yeah, monies. More importantly, the monies. So, if you are on board with this happening, you want to see, um, I would say, call myself an average Joe, but that would be quite the compliment. Um, (laughs) Give this a shot. Go get us to 421 likes. And then, if we get to there, um, give me money. So, there we go. go. Shamelessly requesting that. Anyway, (laughs) we've got some things to get to before that. First of all, being the NFL Conference Championship round. Oh man, what I mean, it that was a good weekend of football, good day of football. football. We actually had good games. Yes, it lived up to the hype. It was much more exciting than the last week of exciting football, and then it was. The Wild Ten times more exciting than the boring yeah, football that, that, that was almost wasn't football. Yeah, that was a <laughs> But this week, like Tom said, was fantastic. We had two games, and they were close. The whole, the whole, well, sort of the whole way through for one of the games. The other one was close the whole way through, but it was a little scoring. The first game, as you tell, game Chiefs, Ravens. Chiefs just clipped the Ravens' ring, wings. The Ravens were flying high. I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and then they lose the game, seventeen to ten. If you're a Bears fan, you're used to the score. Is that what we lose games by at all times? It was like watching a Bears game. I was like, oh, I didn't know the Bears were playing this Sunday. Kind of of nice to see the Bears play again. But the Chiefs uh, won the game despite scoring zero points in the second half and having less than 125 yards of offense gained in the second half. So they did nothing in the second half and won the football game. Very good defense in the second half. Offense, no is. Um, Chiefs and, and I mean to that effect the uh, the Ravens offense no is no uh, is. I think because the 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 Chiefs defense stepped up but I, I think also the Ravens defense should be given some oh, credit but Ravens also there was good. zero production but like it, it was kind of a combination of like just no production but then also good defense from both sides mm-hmm. but I mean to have zero points and you know less than 125 yards from the team that won in the yeah. second half, that says something about the losing team. Yes, yeah, and, and I, I put in those the Chiefs are are the Chiefs until the, until they ain't the Chiefs no more. It's like the Patriots thing. The Patriots is the Patriots. They ain't the Patriots no more. Like when Tom Brady left, they're no longer the Patriots. The Chiefs is the Chiefs until Mahomes is not the quarterback. That's how we're going to look at this thing now because that's what we got. I mean, 
I thought the Ravens would win the game because it might have been the Ravens' time. Lamar Jackson might be able to step up, show you throw the football, and Lamar Jackson played right into the narrative that I have been proclaiming for years that he's a running back, not a quarterback, because just watch the game. <laughs> just just watch the game. And you, and you get to see what we've all been saying. He's now become a fact, unfortunately for him. It's like the Cam Newton thing. The Cam Newton's a great running back. He ain't a great quarterback. Let's just get this just get this straight. So it's just unfortunate for him that that's the story and it because of his own play. It's kind of six. Yep, and it, and you're right. It is unfortunate because he is he is a a heck of an athlete. Yes. And he does he does run the ball really well. And when he's on, his passing really is stellar. Yeah. But he proved himself to be the runner that goes under center yes. on uh, Sunday. It's, it was very evident. I'll, I mean, I won't, I won't, I don't want to bash no. uh, Lamar Jackson because I do like him as a player, yeah. but um, it, it was very evident that uh, Patrick Mahomes was, was the better quarterback on Sunday. And I think it's, that's not really even in question, no. but that was an opportunity for Lamar Jackson to prove himself and it didn't happen. Um, Josh Allen put through, for all the criticism of Josh Allen's abilities and crunch time. Josh Allen at least put up twenty four points and played a clean game, yeah. and lost the, and they lost the game basically not real in essence on the missed field goal. But there's a lot of things that led up to that that loss. But that we should, we're talking yeah. about last week. But you can't put it on Josh Allen completely. Like it was like oh, no. he he's part of it, but it's not his fault they lost that game. It's not also Lamar Jackson's right. fault they lost that game. Zay Flowers had a lot to do with that as well. Zay Flowers did have a lot to do with that. Um, but, I mean, you, you, uh, to the same point, you can't pin the whole thing no, on Zay Flowers. No. But, I mean, like, There's a lot of some <laughs> things were direct. Uh, no one had a worse series of events no. than Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, you know, wide receiver for the Ravens, for those yeah. who do not know, started off with a taunting penalty. Oh, that, that was so bad. And that – just yeah. Spike the ball right next to the guy's head. Great job, buddy. <laughs> Easy flag. Like, calm it, calm it down a little bit. That will come back into play in just a moment here. He fumbled at the half yard line. I. That's not all his fault. He was reaching for the goal line. I mean, if he could have, probably reached with two hands, but it got punched out. I mean, like Jersey may heck of a it, play. It, it has happened. Yeah. Yes, and that same thing happened with Chiefs Bills. That there was a what a fumble at the half yard line. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's really um, unfortunate for him that it happened there, and really unfortunate that that score would have tied. Like it would have made it a seventeen seventeen game. So. Um, could have had a different outcome. Yep. We will never know, though. Nope. But the third one, which is related to the, hey, calm yourself down point from number one, is he cut his hand. How did he cut his hand, you asked? Was it from when he uh, fumbled the ball? Uh, no, 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 it was not. It was not. It was from when he was banging his hand, punching the uh, the bench, wasn't it, yeah, on the, bench, on the yeah. sideline? While so, holding his helmet. Yeah, what all the, while holding his helmet. All you see is he is smashing his yeah. helmet into the bench on the sideline. And then, so I I did not see the part where he was smashing his helmet. By the time, like, you know, I I, I don't know if I just didn't see the clip or whatever, but by the time I saw 
him on the sideline, all I saw was him holding his hand, and I I assumed that he punched the bench, which we've seen before from guys. But, like, he's over there just, like, wincing, gripping, holding his hand the rest of the game, cut his hand, blood everywhere. Or, or blood. He, he, he would bleed. Um, so he had to get that wrapped up. So – and that was really the two and three were related to the same thing as he, he fumbled on the half yard line, got pissed at himself, went to the sideline, banged his helmet, cut his hand. Yeah. I mean, it, and I have not heard if he had to have stitches, they don't really uh, care too much no. to give minuscule injury detail like that. But I assume he probably did. Yeah. Um, if he cut his hand enough that it was bleeding the rest of the time on the sideline. Yeah, probably he might have also broken a finger. I mean, they probably just glued them up to get him through the game just to stop the bleeding, but then you probably get stitched after the fact. Yeah. But yeah, Jim Nance's response is like, Zay Fowler's, uh apparently cut his hand. I'm guessing it happened on the fumble. And then they cut to the sideline report. Yeah, uh, Jim, that actually happened with him banging on the bench because Jim Nance can't see that. He's in the booth. He can't see what's going on. Yeah, that's true. that's true. So he's yeah. like, wait, so you're telling me he injured his hand banging, banging on the sideline? Yes, Jim. Wow. This <laughs> is Jim Nance was like, wow. Yeah, and that was his response. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Like, yeah. like, there we go. All right. Not live on live on air, that was Jim Nance. <laughs> like, wow. All right. Good to know. But yeah, it was a tight game, well defended game. If you're a fan of defense of football, you got your wish. If you just want to see things points being scored, this was not your 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 cup of tea. If you wanted to see anybody to, uh, keep Taylor Swift away from the Super Bowl. This was not your game. No, nope. This was not your game. It's, so it's going to happen. Some, what somebody was saying was like, uh, "It's it's not fair. Taylor Swift doesn't get to have uh, a Super Bowl and uh, the love of her life in the same year, or something like that." <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. I there's a lot of people who are upset about it. like I I get the upsetness because of all the attention on Taylor Swift at games. Yeah, I, I, I don't care. I'm watching football. I, I, I try to block it out. Okay. Yes, we're watching football. Yeah. We're watching football. We're trying to watch football. All right. I, I, I know I've gone off on this way too many times, but we're trying to watch football. We're not trying to watch Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's yeah. that's that's the problem. The problem is like we watch. Anytime you watch a Chiefs yeah. game, it's like 50 yeah. You'll get and it, you you'll get the the football game, but then in between plays, they're panning up to the box. Yeah. To yeah. either look at you know shirtless frat boy Jason Kelsey, <laughs> Jason. I, I I love I love everything about him. He's yeah. awesome. Um, but uh, or or um, Swifty. So yeah. like yeah, all right, whatever. I, but I have heard that um, you know she's gonna try to make it to even though she is in Tokyo yeah, the I, day before I for know. a show. Somebody somebody mapped it out and she can like just barely make it. And I'm just like. You mean she can just barely make it on a private jet? Of course she can probably she can make it. Yeah, like, a private jet, charter yeah. the flight. Yeah, a private jet and a helicopter to the stadium. Yeah, it probably could happen. But oh, that's yeah. It probably could happen. But, but all right, I'm, I will. I will be excited. Like I'll. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. That that's what I want to see is like how she gets to the game yeah. because it would be like train planes and automobiles. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only way it could happen. But speaking of the other team, who's now the host yes. of the Super Bowl, the 49ers. Uh, come back again to put the Lions down to sleep 34-3 when the, 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 the narrative that the Niners can't come back on anybody have come back twice on both uh, in epic fashions. And how the heck do the Niners score 27 unanswered points at what, in the second half? 
before the Lions finally scored that meaningless touchdown in the end of the game. How the heck does that happen? 27 unanswered points. Heck of a it run. Was, it was seven. Dom, did we lose you? Restream? Go. All right. Apologies there for <laughs> some technical difficulties. Um, the 27 unanswered points also included 17 points in eight minutes of game time. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, that, that was that was the fact that like, I think I was folding laundry Sunday and I heard that part. I'm like, because, you know, just you know, right across right. the room there. And I was just like, that's what made me stop. And I looked up. I was like, that's all the time that ran off? <laughs> like, that, that's it? Yep. Yeah. Three scores in eight minutes. It, well, when you're, you know, not seeing any offense on the other side. Yeah. yeah. It goes pretty quick. It happens. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was just, they owned the second half. Yes, they, yes, they did. And again, the narrative that Brock Purdy is just a game manager that stopped that nonsense. He's a, he is a very good quarterback as the, um, the head, the president of the game managers association, Alex Smith said, he ain't one of us. <laughs> he just said, he ain't one of us. He ain't one of us. I am the president. I am the poster boy. And Brock Perry ain't one of us. So we got that straight away now. Can we stop that on ESP, CNN, Fox Sports, whatever other stupid sports channel that isn't an actual football show? We Enough of this. We, we all know this now. He is a great – he's an excellent quarterback. And the Niners apparently have the magic on-off switch. That first half, eh, not great. Second half, switch on, and now they're the greatest team in football again. It's for ratings, man. It's for ratings. Um, and and Brock Purdy, when he uh, when he wins the Super Bowl in two weeks, oh, and I should not call this because Dumb. I've missed every t- game against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, but when they win the Super Bowls, you think where do you think he's going to go to celebrate? I'm going to Di- no, I'm going to Disney World. No, I'm going to Des Moines. He's That's what, to Des Moines. Uh, because he is a, an Iowa boy. Oh, yeah. No, I I love seeing um, him because he, he he's. A good dude, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, uh, vocal about his about his faith, but down to earth and not you know flashy or anything. And I mean, he he sat in a combine and picked corn during his bye week. So I mean, yeah. you can't get more you know homeboy than or hometown boy than that. So um, I, I think I, I'm I'm pulling for Brock Purdy and the Super Bowl there. That'll be kind of fun to watch. But the Lions, the Lions, they're, they're, they're... just. You thought at the first half, the Lions are going to the, and oh no, it happened. Oh no, it happened. This streak is over. As, um, as Cubs fans, we understand. We understand. We've, we, we, we've we been it. there. We, but I just got to say, I just got to say, you can't have Michigan win the national championship and have your uh, state you know, NFL team win the super bowl like that's just not fair it's like uh, this is the whole reason the chiefs have to lose is like travis kelsey can't have this great a year um so something's got to give but the ultra aggressive playing style of motor city dan campbell um bit him in the backside um while he was trying to bite kneecaps um i I think he he is a he is a good guy I, i like that he was kind of a there's this chip on his shoulder about being Lions head coach. Yes. You know, everyone's written us off and, and everything, and we're going to go and, um, you know, 
cut you off of the kneecaps uh, because of it, because you're doubting us. But I mean, it's really, it, it, it didn't work out. No. And then it, it, it kind of was almost like they came in like a lion and went out like a lamb yeah. in, in the yeah. second half. That's what it was. It was like, there was absolutely nothing yeah. aside from that one touchdown that kind of, it made you think, oh, is there a chance? Yeah. But it, it was just kind of last ditch effort. It was a minute but ago. There really was nothing that there there was nothing from them in the second half no. that it lived up to even a quarter of what the Niners were putting on. I mean, we they went for two different fourth and three ish conversions on their on the Niners thirty yard line. They just kick a field goal. They tied the game. That's all you got to do, and they didn't do it. They kept trying to go for the first down, and then one, that's not like Dan Campbell. Joshua straight up dropped the football. He's wide open, and he just drops it. The other one that yep. was – the oh, other one, bad. the defense blew it up, and I don't know what they were doing, and then they wasted oodles of time trying to score that one touchdown. By the time it scores a minute to go, you don't have time to kick the ball no. to the Niners. You had to go onside kick. And onside kicks are only successful 4% of the time now because they change all the onside kick rules. So, I mean, back in the day, it was like a 40% chance. Now it's 4% chance. What, what You're stuck doing onside kick. You lost the game. It's over. It's, you might as well just do a, yep. take a knee and call it a day. So it was a poor clock management. And it hurts. What, what didn't help was one of the – I forget it was the last touchdown uh, by the Niners or one of, but – um, I think it was a shook that um, a, sh- uh, a shark that caught it. A yuk, sorry, um, that caught it. But uh-huh. uh, or that it ended up getting, coming back to like the three and a half yard line or something like that. Oh, but literally hit oh. the line defender in the face yeah. <laughs> and bounced into a yuk's hands. Yeah. I was just like, that is the lion's luck well. in one play right there. That he has a chance for a pick. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, you know, hands and face, things happen, things like that, but has a chance at a pick and or at least, you know, it could be a drop like anything can happen to that ball. It went over the defender. Anything can happen to that ball. But what happens is it bounces directly into his hands and then they score two plays later. Like that is their franchise wrapped up in one play is like the close but no cigars. Like there's the opportunity just out of reach. Oh, oh yeah. You, you you mean this play? Yeah. Sorry. Are you gonna show it on gonna, screen? I was going to share. Yeah, I was going to share the share that the. That was going to be. You mean this play? This, this play? Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't work. Yeah. It didn't right. work. The, the play where I I you literally see Kindleville. For those who don't know, Kindleville Door was the cornerback. Again, for those who don't know, he was a Bears cornerback. There's a reason why they cut him. He was terrible oh, at at corner, and he's our number two corner. And I mean, there's a reason why he's not on the Bears right now. He ain't very good. He didn't. He didn't get beat on that play though. He didn't get beat. That wasn't his he fault. He just beat himself. He beat, he himself. beat himself. I mean, Brockford overthrew Ayuk by a good five yards. Hits Kendall Vildor in the face mask. <laughs> like, like dude. Just the luck that it, the luck that you have to have, the bad luck that you have to have for it, like for an overthrow yeah. to hit you in the face and he's grasping too. So it went like in the classic hit him in the face and then you reach around a cartoon yeah. like yeah. that was, that was what it was. It was like, he reached around the ball, the ball hit, hit him in the face and doink right into, I oh my gosh, it, I hands. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, like that. 
at that exact moment, I knew the Lions had lost. Yeah. Like, it, I think deep down, I knew like that that was the beginning of the end. It, it was their version of the Bartman ball. <laughs> it's, oh. it's kind of, it's their version of it. Because like, at, at that moment, Cubs fans knew it was over. We don't know how, but it was over. And you know what this means, Tom? With the Niners winning and the Chiefs winning, flat circle, we are back in Super Bowl 44, which is also the last Super Bowl that happened before we did the podcast. It is the very last. It was that was the last Super Bowl before the podcast. So hey, we but, we started with the this Super Bowl. Do we end with the Super Bowl? Is this the end? No, 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 no. no, no. But yeah, <laughs> we started the, the season after that Super Bowl, and now here we are again. We're covering that Super Bowl all over again, but a little bit different. But and we'll get into that next week about how the Super Bowl is just a tad bit different than it was four years ago. Just a wee bit. Just a just a just an ounce. Just. Just a wee, wee, wee bit, yeah. an itsy bitsy, an iota. Um, but now we get to talk about real football. Yes. The United the United Football League has an update, and like we kind of alluded to, a lot has happened yes. over the last month or so uh, for the UFL. So we have some quick updates because Chris, our our resident um, USFL, well, not oh, USFL, yeah. XFL, XFL, this is really what you know, the UFL um, insider because yeah. you – you have inside information. You have you. You're on the inside. You. I follow. You're an informant. I follow um, the followers. <laughs> I, I watch the watchers. Is probably how we. You watch it. the watchers. Yeah. So tell me, um, bef- the last time we talked about the UFL in detail, outside of hey, Tom's gonna kick, um, <laughs> was we had kind of theorized. The merger happened, yeah. Yeah, so the merger was going to happen. We were theorizing what teams were going to be out there, what major markets were going to be represented. Represented. We kind of had an idea based on the success of the um, each league where they would be. We have eight teams now. So what are we working with? All right. And by the way, we nailed this. We went eight for eight. We got all eight markets. Yeah. We killed. We killed this thing. So the USFL division. Is going to be the Birmingham Sailors, of course, because they're the two-time defending champs, and they were the like central location for the USFL for two years. Duh, they're coming back. The Houston yep. Roughnecks. Okay, uh, clarification: the Roughnecks is the XFL team name. This is going to be the Houston Gamblers team, though, because the Gamblers never played a game in Houston in the USFL because they did their whole so. hub city model. So, and the Gamblers were playing in Memphis, I think. In the hub seat, so right. So the roughnecks basically is that that was because that was the team that was present yes. in Houston. Correct. So taking that name, but taking the staff and the players from the Gamblers, so that still being fair in having the same number of USFL Correct. and XFL yeah. teams that retained. Yeah, it's trying to it's trying to keep the, like Tom said, keep te- all the teams equal, but also keep the market viable. So you're not bringing yes. just a new yeah. team that no one cares a turd about into into the league. So now. The third team, Memphis Showboats, who were originally the Tampa Bay Bandits, who then moved to Memphis, got actual following in Memphis because, ironically, no one in Florida is going to a football game in the middle of February or March or April. It doesn't matter. They're not going to a football game. There's uh, this thing called the beach in Florida that they're going to, and that's what they're doing because it's Florida. So yes. There you go. And then the final team, the Michigan Panthers, um, this is because they actually have a stadium to use. In all honesty, I there's no other reason. They're playing in Ford Field. They're playing the Detroit Lions home stadium. Is where they're playing. The no game. way. Yeah, so that's where they're playing. Seriously. Yeah. That's I'll where they swing that. 
I don't know. It's Michigan. The Wales. It's, it's Detroit. Ann Arbor, big house. I mean, yeah, but is it Michigan going to let that be on display in their in the big house? Maybe. No. no. I mean, maybe Michigan State, Lansing, Capital City. I mean, maybe, but, but it's like really Detroit's like the best place to put it in. I, it, yeah, it, that's it, the it highest population. Be, yeah. yeah, so that's what they did. So those are USF, that's your USFL division. Now it's the XFL division. Again, we nailed this one completely. The Arlington Renegades, the defending XFL champions, and the hub location of the XFL, which is also the hub location of the UFL. Kind of have to have a team there. The DC Defenders, yeah, the one of the top teams in the league both times, a big fan base in DC, very rabid fan base. They throw, they have the beer snake. They throw lemons at you. They, they, they're a, a good fan base to have in there. The San Antonio Brahmas, uh, they have an actual stadium they use in San Antonio. It's pretty much only the stadium they use. It's also it's also used for other sporting events, but it's really the Brahmas. And it's a good place to have a team. It's where the XFL Championship game was. Good location. And, of course, the number one spring football market. The gold standard of franchises, according to everyone in spring football, the St. Louis Battle Hawks are back because, duh. <laughs> because, duh. Because, duh. When you break records every time you have a game. an opener, or yeah, can you have a game? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, when I mean, they broke their own record for the season opener, yep. uh, season home opener, and then just like broke their own attendance record the next home game. Yep. So, I think it absolutely makes sense. And I think just I mean, look at geographically, can't talk yep. geographically where they are as well. Could we be looking at potentially the host? Of oh. the championship game, that's the rumor because of the because of the popularity in St. Louis and mm-hmm. and also the location being, um, you know, you got your southern teams being Birmingham, Houston, Memphis, San Antonio, and Arlington. There's five teams there. Mm-hmm. And then you've got D.C., Michigan, and St. Louis. Of all of that, Memphis might be the the most uh, centralized, but St. Louis would be a hub for travel. Again, we've talked about this too, not only for players, but for attendees. So thinking about that for the the championship game, on top of how it has been the most popular city to host a game and the most buy-in, I think it makes the most sense to have the championship game there. There is my pitch if they – do it. I'm taking credit. Absolutely. I mean, when your minimum, when your lowest attended game is 35,000 fans, you did something right, which is like double or triple most other teams' best game of the season. So, welcome to St. Louis. And when you create a Bellhawks bridge, an experience with all inclusive food, a pool table in in the bridge, uh, uh, lounge seating with a TV. For, to share with uh, a, a two-person sofa that cost you $1,500 a pop to go to the game, you know you have a dedicated fan base for spring football. <laughs> to even offer that, yeah. you know that someone has asked for it. Yes. Th- th- this is an asked and received because the Alex can and will do this. That is why it is the premier franchise in, the, in all spring football. My goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, we have our first game announced mm-hmm. the uh, on March 30th, 2024, yeah. 
the first game of the year is going to be the Stallions, the Birmingham Stallions versus the Arlington Renegades. So this is going to be a battle of the defending champions. So the, uh, with the Stallions being the two-time defending champions of the USFL and the Arlington Renegades being the defending champs of the XFL, this is intended to get the hype up and really combine and mesh the leagues together. Being Basically, not going into the season wondering anything at all of the best of the best it's all right we're going to take the two yep. franchises that won and we're going to pin them against each other to start the league or start yeah start the league i'm not even start the season start the league um and that's that is going to get a lot of hype honestly because the stallions were the most popular usfl team and the renegades were the winning one that was the most popular because we know <laughs> st louis is but it's going to get people in the door it's going to get people ratings on tv so I'm excited for that one, but we do not have dates for the rest of we'll, our we'll, games. We'll get we'll, we'll get to that. that okay, that's we'll coming that. up. Oh, sorry. All right, that, we'll get to that. But yeah, this I think we talked about this as well. It made sense. Uh, the only other team yeah. that would have been better would have been Birmingham, St. Louis, in St. Louis. Yeah, that. But yeah. that would yes. be that just because of ratings, everyone would be there. It would look good on TV. They would. They would break. Well, what's the what's their record? Thirty-eight thousand is what we had. They would they would easily break forty. Yeah, they would probably go forty. Maybe you might see a good forty-five and have like a, a packed yeah. a packed up dome, which would be awesome. Again, the dome is already looking looking good on TV with how it's filled out, lower bowl, mid bowl, and against some of the upper bowl. Imagine just like an NFL style full house for a game. Yeah, that would be awesome. But that would be awesome. But, we, um, we but that, so yeah. before that first that first game on March 30th, so we are actually as of today two months away so. from that. Today is uh, January 30th, yeah. but training camp will start February 24th, and you're probably thinking five weeks to prep before the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably don't need that long, but five weeks. They um, probably do need is- <laughs> We'll probably do, but first we training camp will be yes five weeks before the first game um, of the year. So that is uh, exciting because we are you know twenty five days away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and where is that going to happen? Is that going to be a central Arlington. location? Like, they, be, they're all showing up. Ar- in the Arlington, like Texas, that that part of Texas, it's going to be spread throughout Dallas. There. Kind of what they did last year is where they had all the teams show up in Texas. They're all going to practice in Texas anyway. It's going to be that I, the XFL hub hub style of everyone practices in Arlington and then they go out to their games each week because it's the only that, way to manage costs and have fans in the sense to make money that way. Because the yeah, XFL model yeah. didn't work because yes, you no, cut, you cut not. costs, but half the teams they have fan bases, so no one shows up to those games. So I was like, eh, who cares? Right. So this is the only right. way that so, makes sense to bridge the gap. Yeah. So I'm, uh, that's going to be good because we've seen that model work for the XFL. And now we're, you know, combining with uh, four really good teams from or really successful teams from the USFL. Yeah. So adding that on is really going to be an exciting time down in Arlington. Oh, absolutely. The dispersal draft has happened. Um, Chris, can you speak a little bit more Absolutely. to that? You know more about the dispersal draft and the rules around it. Yeah, so the dispersal draft was essentially how the teams managed to split up the remaining players in the league who kind of got were accidentally on purpose fired because their teams were told, bye-bye, we don't want you anymore. So uh, each team 
I got to select 40 players who were deemed safe. Essentially, these are the 40 players on our roster who will be on our roster no matter what after the draft. So they got to deem their 40 like keepers, essentially, if you're talking fantasy football. And then the second round happened where they got to select 20 unprotected players from the league. So the XFL teams got to select up to 20 players from the remaining pool of XFL players. USFL, same thing, which is how the Bellhawks ended up getting Jacora Pearson and Blake Jackson. So now the Bellhawks have the number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver, number four wide receiver, and number nine wide receiver from the XFL all on one roster. Okay, that, that is a tag home wide receiver group. So they are throwing the football. They are throwing that football around if we have a quarterback. The third round was just like whoever else you wanted from all leagues, you get your team to 75, te- uh, 75 people or as close as you wanted to because free agency is happening now up to the 14th of February. So we have a little bit of time before we have the full roster set up, but we need, but yeah, we now have teams. We have players. We're finding out players who are being traded. There's been trades happening. Players have cut, have cut. Actually, unfortunately for the Battlehawks, one of the guys we got in the dispersal draft, Max Borgie, running back from the Houston Roughnecks. Very good pass catcher. Will fit the system well. Retired. So we lost our starting running back before the season even started. Like, oh, great. And we don't have Brian Hill back because he doesn't want, I think he's retiring. So like, oh, so we don't have any of our top running backs. We have two halfbacks, and they're not our best running backs. Fantastic. All around. But play, play a year of spring football and retire. That's yeah. funny to hear. Yeah, we we, we got to find we gotta find some running backs for the Bellhawks. That might be our biggest yeah. concern other than the kicker. Because we now have two kickers, which means we have no, we have two kickers, which means we have no kickers, but it, the whole thing. But here are the things we do not know at, at this point in time. The biggest question, the most important question, is AJ McCarron coming back to the Battlehawks? We don't know. No word from AJ, no word from Coach Beck, no word from anybody. The rumor that what Coach Beck said on TV to the St. Louis news anchors. Again, I'm watching St. Louis News now to hear what Coach Beck has to say. This is how deep I've gone down the rabbit hole for this for you guys. He has said that the plan was after the season, AJ is going to have like, like two three weeks. AJ is going to take two three weeks with his family and think about things. Decide if he wants to go back to the XFL to get more reps to try to get back to the NFL and actually and keep a job in the NFL because right now he's out of contract. Or is he just going to be done with the spring football thing and just go to the NFL? I think the answer is going to be he's probably going to be done with the XFL or UFL because the money is not what it was last time for quarterback. If the rumors are true that the quarterback contracts are going to be like every other player's contract and they're not going to be giving out six-figure contracts to the quarterbacks instead to try to get better quarterback in the league. I think it's a bad move. I think I would go with option two like the, the XFL did last year, but yeah. but we may find out. Other- We're also talking about a, a league of uh, that, that including one that was not as successful as the other because so it's trying to merge models and see what works the best and in order to be financially viable um that that i think is probably the biggest pressure on this league now is is maintaining um you know a, a good financial standing going into and out of the season so if you're if everyone wants six figure contracts I mean, quarterbacks only. Quarterbacks only. For quarterbacks only. Still, I mean, if if now you've got let's say eight hundred thousand dollars minimum that's going to um, to these these teams uh, across the league, 
all right, let's let's round that up to a million. You're starting your your season off with a million dollar hole just from the quarterbacks. And in order to make this league work, you've got to make sure that you're um, you can offer that in the long term. Right. Don't offer it now and then next year say, Well, man, we, we didn't end the, the year on a good um, you know, with a good income statement. We gotta cut salaries. No, but take it take it down this year because we're all we're still in the infancy of this spring football thing understand that maybe this year has to be a little bit lower so that everyone maybe can have um a piece of the pie a bigger piece of the pie next year so i think it's it's fair to to say that you know yes they want more but it's also fair to say that maybe you got to give it a little more time yeah i i think there are teams that could afford it st louis for one could afford it, they yeah, wouldn't talking individually, but I think yeah, yeah, right. I, there, there may also be it. something behind right. there may, yeah. Cause I don't know how their finances are working. If like each team is um, because it's all owned by the league, yeah. it's not necessarily that, that, you know, each team can no. um, pay their players what they want to. It, it comes out of probably a league pool mm-hmm. right now because of a central ownership. Yeah. So I, I think that's maybe what is, inhibiting the you know being able to offer an aj mccarran specifically uh, you know six-figure contract in st louis Mm -hmm. because he was well worth it and they would uh, earn his salary you know 100 times over Uh, but it is all coming out of one place and so at the end of the year they have to now answer to everything out of on you know yeah. one bottom line right. it's also why dc won't have joined tiamu it's it's a the top quarterbacks in from the league aren't coming back to the xfl it's what it sounds like but the top quarterbacks from the usfl are coming back which means the usfl of course are getting their pay skill that they had last year and the xfl course like hang on say we're seeing a pay decrease that's going on here so that i think is what's happening which is a shame because the xfl yeah. had the better quarterback play it was, yeah, yeah they, they really did. I mean, you're, you're Tayama, you're um, AJ McCarron, but maybe, I don't know, maybe this is the interim year and, yeah. and they figure out that they could fight financially, they can afford it next year. So maybe this is just a, something that they got to make sure that they can make this thing happen. And then next year they do. Yeah. So I'm hoping anyway, because you could lose a lot of talent that way. You could lose it to go, going up to Canada, to arena football. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could lose it going anywhere. Um, or even just to sitting in the off season because they might be making league minimum to sit on the right. um, practice squad that maybe is more than this, you know, oh, probably, $50,000, $60,000 salary. Probably is, but a lot of guys who do get in the practice squad try to go to spring football to get the reps to try and make the actual roster is probably yeah. what they're hoping. But, yeah, yeah it, it is what it is, and we will see what happens there. The other big question, what, I this isn't the notes. I thought about this right before the podcast. Will the UFL have a useful website? Because right now they do not. No, it is absolutely not. it is useless. So another problem. U- UFL news hub is better. It's, than, it's than all the, it's all the news. So another question we don't know. What are the rules? We don't know the rules. We have no idea what the rules are for the league right now. We know nothing. We know dilly poo about kickoff rules, about uh, conversion rules about all we know none of the rules we don't know what we're doing right now as tom alluded earlier we don't even know the schedule yet we have two months before the season we need a schedule 
specifically because Chris and Tom need to figure out when we're going to the Battlehawks game because we don't know that yet either. Exactly. We, don't know exactly. So I mean, we have no idea. I mean, it's seeing number, th- number three, number four, whatever it is now. It was number two at one point, but now it's number four. Like, we don't have a schedule. What the heck is going on here, guys? I'm losing my mind. I want to know when we're going. I, I'm thinking about getting you, me, the wall deck, reach out to our friends from the St. Louis area, the Rubicon, the, the Hermancy. Hey, guys, who all wants to go to the yeah. Battlehawks game? Let's get a group together and just have that some be, fun. That would be fun. Just have some fun with it. That would be yeah. – I, I, especially, you know, we got to see all those guys, you know, save wall deck at that wedding last year. And it was a blast just hanging out with oh. everyone. So I think I think we could really have a, a good time going especially, to a game all together. Especially because the Battlehawks have a tailgate that is – Going from dawn till start of oh, the game. We are we are tailgating next year. Oh, yeah. Like we, especially if we've got more more guys. Like we're gonna show up. We're gonna actually we're gonna do it right. We're gonna we're gonna bring tailgate. Grill and and do all bring grill and chairs, yeah. bags. We're gonna bring the whole nine. We're gonna you're gonna be you know one of the people. Yeah. One of the I mean goodness gracious that tailgate is go it starts off at six o'clock in the dang morning and does does not end until. They had a stage for music. I know it, it is. It's an absolute show. So, th- this All right, is- I'm checking something real quick here because I, I think this is this would be hilarious. So we were talking about like the UFL. Do they have a a um, useful website? <laughs> a website? They, they do not. But I'm checking this out right now. The United Football League. Mm-hmm. Do they have open positions? And it is like last year. Is the director of marketing one of their positions open? And that's what I'm looking for because just before the season last year, the XFL yeah. had like nothing useful on their website. Yeah. But when you look at the careers part of their website, the director of marketing was the wasn't like the only open position. And that's so like yeah. So they they have nobody to run the website. Yeah, yeah. someone that uh, just everyone. I will say this for the thousandth time: XFL 2.0 website. Bring it back for this website. That website had articles every day during training camp. Rosters were updated daily. Schedule was was updated quickly. We knew the schedule like four months before the season started. We knew everything in advance. They were doing it right. And then the XFL and USFL websites are just run by monkeys and and using a typewriter is what it feels like. It's not good. It's just not a website. Bring it back. Bring it Zero back. efficiency. Yeah. But there you well, have it. One of the key words at, at my job right now is productivity, and they have none. No, no. The website has no productivity. They're doing a great job marketing the team in their markets. It's just you don't – the website's useless. If anyone wants to use it for anything useful, like rosters. And you don't even have to market for, to St. Louis. They're no. all ready to go. They just need to know when to when to go. We need to know what That's time – when, when do we start tailgating? That's when we need to know. What time does the game start so we know to get their six hours ahead of time to tailgate? That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. But when's the game? What time am I showing up, brother? Yeah, that's all I need to know. Absolutely. But that's what we know about the United Football League. Again, we know things, but we don't know all the things. We know yeah. we have basic idea of rosters. The Battlehawks have a dynamic wide right receiver room. All we need is a quarterback. And that offense will not be stopped. Tyler, put my hand up. I'll play quarterback. Am I, am I trying out for quarterback now since they have two kickers? I mean, we have two quarterbacks, and I watched one of them play when AJ McCarron was hurt, and he could not play. We, is the, it like when, oh, who, 
uh, was it like the Ohio State uh, or whoever it was that like they uh, the guy got hurt and then they showed the the backup warming up on the sideline just throw an absolute duck. Oh, it, just yes. that's gonna be what it, <laughs> that's what I felt like when yeah. McCarron was out and oh, that's they, what they it was. Back up and it was oh like, my oh, gosh, the only touchdown pass thrown was from the punter Sterling Hoffrichter on a on a <laughs> on a fake punt pass. That was it. That was the best play of the entire game that That's the offense fantastic. had. So, yeah, we need a quarterback. I, I don't care it. what Coach Beck says about it. He has confidence in Nick Tiano and Manny Wilkins. I have no confidence in Nick Tiano and Tom just broke his microphone. The microphone is, again. is broken again. It's just... Right. Welcome. I don't know what part is broken. I don't know what I did, but it's broken. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, yeah, yeah, but there you uh, have it. We, uh, like I said, uh, like we've said, football season coming to a close for the NFL. The NFL season, though, is right around the corner, which is awesome to see. And we like to thank all of you, probably the Ted and of people listening to our and ramblings on everything about the NFL playoffs. And especially about real football, the United Football League. And if you want to see Tom become a real football player in the real football league, uh, go over to that post on Facebook and give it a like. I'll try to share it this week again so it gets out. But our next episode's creation date is going to be next week, right before the Super Bowl. We, we will do a Super Bowl preview. And we got something other than football coming up next week as well because another sport is about to kick off. Um, so keep an eye out there for our next episode. But until then, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, stay free. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment. Thank you.